All right, welcome everybody to the Kids BJJ Made Easy podcast. I'm Chris Rodriguez, owner of Gracie Pack MMA in Tampa, Florida. I'm Rob Pendergrass, co-owner and operator of the Pendergrass Academy of Martial Arts. And I'm Guy Pendergrass, the other co-owner <laughs> and founder of Pendergrass Academy of Martial Arts. I love it. Well, our very first podcast, yep. pumped to have you guys down here in Tampa, Florida. And we are going to be talking about the three biggest mistakes that kids, BJJ, school owners, and instructors make, right? So um, I've been operating Gracie Pack MMA. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Prior to that, I was running a kids BJJ program for my instructor, Rob Kahn, for seven years. And then prior to that, I was the head instructor of a Taekwondo school. So been in the martial arts game for a while, been in the BJJ specific game for a while, and, and so have you guys. I mean, yeah. how long have, has PAMA been around? We uh, incorporated in 2007. Okay. So we've been around for 15 years, at least as far as a formally teaching. We've been doing it a, lot, a long time prior to that. We've been in martial arts since we were 15 years old, and we're approaching 50. So we've been doing this for... Been doing it for a minute. A hot minute, yes. Yeah, so... But as far as teaching kids specifically, um, we've been doing it probably close to the 10 years now. Talk to me a little bit about your kids' BJJ program. How many how many kids do you currently guys have in the program? We have at least 200 kids. 200 kids. Yeah, and we're then... approaching nearly 400 for the academy. It's a pretty even split between adults and kids. So we have a lot of kids. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that's pretty unique. Most BJJ schools are either heavy on the adults and light on the kids, yep. or flip-flopped, which is even more rare, heavy on the kids and, and light on the adults. Right, exactly. Right, so uh, Gracie Pack, we are predominantly a, a kids BJJ program. When I when I started Pack, Pack stood for parents and children. So my you know genius idea was that I'm only going to sign up adults that are parents of the students and then like i realized very quickly i was turning down a lot of business so we changed it from parents and children to parents adults children and that's what the the acronym stands for so why don't we why don't we dive right into it mistake number one that we've seen and we've been part of coaching groups um you know, we're, we're part of the Martial Arts Industry Association. So, and, and just being in the industry for as long as we have, we've got a, a wide network of, of people that we're connected with that are, you know, school owners. So one of the mistakes that I see specific to BJJ schools is that they forget who their client actually is, right? right? And, and typically they build their class programs, their classes, the structure, the schedule with really just kind of the kid in mind and not the other client, which are the parents, the parents, right? right? And um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I named my academy parents, right? Because they play such a big role. So what are the, some of the things that you guys have implemented in your school that showcases that your clientele is is not just the kid it's also the parent well i would say specifically you know obviously we want classes to be fun and exciting and if we're only thinking about that that's great for the kid and the parents want that as well but what's very important in my opinion one of the things that we've implemented um is a life skills program Mm. so basically having something that we can discuss every class that, that, that goes back to some type of life skills that we want to instill into our students so that that's what the parents really want. 
most parents bring their kids either for a few things, confidence, discipline, and respect. To me, that's the big three, you right. know? And so the life skills program that we've implemented, you know, using a lot of the concepts from the Kids BJJ Made Easy course and program is having that life skills program so that the parents can hear it, the kids learn it, and take it and use it at some point. Yeah, I love it. You know, any any time, and, and I'm, I know any school owner and any instructor can picture this happening in their school, you have a, a kid and a parent walk in the door, and pretty much within a couple of seconds, you're going to know yep. whether or not that parent is there because they want their child to build confidence yep. or because they want them to be more disciplined, right? So if a kid walks in and they're instantly starting to run around and you know crawl on the, the chairs and go up and down your stadium seating, you know that that family is there because they're looking to add more discipline in the child's life. And then on the flip side, you've got the kid that's hiding behind their parents' legs that you know won't make eye contact with you. You know they won't give you the high fives and the fist bumps, and you know that kind of showcases that they are there specifically to build their confidence. I think the other thing that's kind of unique, you know, to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the just martial arts in general is that parents are there, you know, because they they know that. Some of these life skills things, when we tell parents that, you know, we have this life skills program, these are the things we're going to teach our kids, these are the things we're going to be talking about, they can't get necessarily from other sports and activities. It's not as inherent in those. Like, if, you, if I decide my kid up to go play basketball, I'm not expecting the coach to go over, you know, respect. Sure. Well, maybe, maybe respect, but other, like, life skills that are very important that you just wouldn't associate with, you know, fast. It's not something technically built into the program. Right. For sure. And, you know, I think almost all martial arts schools and BJJ schools, they put in their marketing and it's on their website and they'll say it on the phone. Yeah, yeah our programs build confidence, discipline, and respect. But then when you ask them how, they're just like, well, martial arts just does that. And that's not a systematic approach, right? So... We have implemented what we call the Code of 26, which is a life skills program. Um, our students learn a different life skill every single week. It's built into our mat chat um, structure that our, instruct and our instructors teach at the end of class. Um, patches can be earned, right? And we also have implemented life skill stripes so that students can earn stripes on their belt that coincide with specific activities that they need to do either in the school at home, um, at you know, elementary school, in order to earn those stripes. So when a parent asks, like, how do you teach that? Well, we have a systematic approach. It's built into our code of twenty-six. It's built into how they can earn stripes, and it's also built into every single one of our lesson plans. Um, and I just think it's it's such a, a important puzzle piece that most BJJ schools are not. Um, actively expressing exactly how their classes and programs teach that, right? And I, I think that kind of brings us into the, the second mistake, which most BJJ schools are just teaching kids classes, and it's not a full program. Would you guys agree with that? 100%. Yeah, so um, I was very fortunate because I grew up in a Taekwondo school. It was a Junior Institute, a Taekwondo school, and it was like a well-oiled machine. It was very, very successful back in the 90s, 300-plus students, which was a very large school back then, especially when the only type of marketing they did was the Yellow Pages, right? Like, that was it. There wasn't even a CRM. Everything was, you know, hand in, hand in paper back then. And so I got to see kind of how that well-oiled machine works, but I know for most BJJ school owners and instructors, 
they're kind of just running their kids program and their kids classes how they do their adult program their adult classes and i know my instructor you know he was one of those guys that he's driving to the academy and he's scratching his head and he's thinking like hmm what am i going to teach today or he might even have gotten on the mat and said all right guys what do you guys want to learn today and you're just not going to be able to build a successful kids program with you know taking that approach I know that one of the things that we're doing with the Kids Future Day Easy, uh, Easy platform is taking a lot of the guesswork out of that. We're, we're putting in systems and processes in place to make it easy for the instructor to be able to run a great class, to make it, uh, uh, you know, taught in a way that, you know, it's professional and, you know, it's something that parents, because that's who we're really, you know, the other person is we need to be marketing to. And, and, and teaching classes for just as much as the kids. You know? Yeah. You know, and they, we see it all the time when I, when I start working with, with school owners. You know, they just kind of offer their kids programs how they did their adults. Their adults get to train unlimited, so the kids get to train unlimited. And all they're offering is this facility that a kid shows up to a few times a week to take a class. And the better approach is, is building a full program that also has other extracurricular activities that they can do, but also provides them with like a roadmap or a pathway that isn't solely integrated into their belt because it takes a very long time to earn a black belt in BJJ. Mm-hmm. We can't do black belts for the kids, right? So that green belt level is going to be the highest that they can go. Yep. And BJJ is really freaking hard on top of that, right? And not all kids are super athletic. They're not all you know, naturally talented and gifted. So we have to incorporate other ways for them to be successful. So what are some of the ways that you guys have uh, created kind of like a pathway for these for these kids in your program? Well, one thing I'll say that sort of lends to that is uh, that we've done over the years, concepts that we've picked up, you know, from the platform is, and, and BJJ is notorious for this. I know when we started, there was no beginner versus advanced classes. Everyone just went in together. Well, one, there was no kids, period. It was just all adults. Most, a lot of jujitsu schools just do adults, right? Yeah. As you kind of mentioned before. But there's no there's no beginners, no advanced. It's just one class. And all the age groups too, right? And all the age groups are together. You have a four-year-old and a 14-year-old in and, that same age group. The thing is, jujitsu, I mean, even though they say size doesn't matter, when it comes <laughs> to a kid, well, even as adults, it matters. Yeah, right? There's a reason why there's weight classes in the in the, in the the competitions. Exactly. So, but a four-year-old does not need to be in a class with a 10-year-old, not just because of size, but because of maturity. True. You know, emotionally speaking, what four-year-olds can, how they learn and how they process is much different than a 10-year-old. Yeah. You know? And the level of details that we can go in with a 10-year-old is not the same as a four-year-old. Sure. So, I think one of the biggest things, you know, and at first, you know, as, as owners we've been open for 15 years and like I said it's been mostly the last 10 years that we've really just skyrocketed our kids program is at first we couldn't we, we couldn't have right now we have four different age groups mm-hmm. we have I mean literally four different groups and at first we couldn't do that we didn't have enough kids to do that so we started small it was one program but when we got to a point where we could add another age group we added it and it, at first it was one then it became two then it became three now we have four age groups yeah and it's uh and we, we need it uh, not only because we have so many students but just because it's the way it should be done yeah i mean we were talking earlier on on the car ride here about at, at my school we're teaching 29 kids classes a week monday through friday right we do six classes monday tuesday wednesday thursday each day and then we do five on on friday and it's because 
ideally you want to separate the kids in their different learning developmental stages and also being able to separate them based off of skill level ensures that your advanced kids aren't getting bored and your newer kids aren't getting so overwhelmed with your more advanced techniques. Going back to your original question, um, one of the things that we implemented um, is the, the SWAT team, right? So, you know, you want to reward kids not only based on their skill and their physical attributes, but also their um, behavior on and off the mat. So, you know, we've implemented the, the, the SWAT patch. So if a parent, if another student nominates, if, if an instructor nominates a kid to be on the SWAT team, that kid's rewarded with a patch that they can put on their uniform. And every kid, like within a day or two, that patch is on their gi, you know, because they're proud to, 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 to wear it and show it off to all the other kids that they earned their SWAT yeah, patch. Yeah, offering other extrinsic rewards besides just stripes and belts, to me, is, is a huge part of offering a program and not just a class. Yeah, did that, and, and just in case you don't know, SWAT is special team of the special winning attitude team. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, you know, on I know you guys have, you know, obviously implemented the life skills program with teaching the code, teaching the manners. You've implemented patches as well, SWAT team, storm team, competition team, yep. and you've also implemented upgrade programs the same way that we have, Great. right? So we've got a basic program, we've got an elite program, we've got a master's club program. That is the difference between just offering classes where people, you know, students and parents, they just show up, you teach the class and they leave. Right. So that's built into the structure of the program, but then there's also extracurricular things that we do at our schools, right? So every other month we run a parent night out event. And one of the, you know, one of the reasons why we do that is one, it's fun for the kids. So it's a great retention tool, right? A lot of times they get to see kids, other kids they have never seen before. Yeah, because they're with kids that are not in the same class, right? Exactly. Maybe they're in the basic program and the, and the elite kids will be there. So it's a great retention tool because when they're coming to class, we're there to train. Right, we're there to, to focus, to train, to hit the lesson plan, and this gives them an opportunity to really build that relationship outside of class itself. And those relationships are what ultimately are gonna keep students in the program when jujitsu gets hard and jujitsu is hard, right? When those days come up where they get smashed, right? Some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail that's gonna help to keep them come back. The relationship they have with the coaches, the relationships that they have with kids. So not only is it a great retention tool, but it's gonna help you increase your revenue by being able to charge for it. And it can even help you to recruit new students by allowing your students to bring a friend, right? Um, you know, other extracurriculars that I know you guys have implemented as well are in-house tournaments. So how does that kind of work out yep, for, we have for you guys? in-house next month. Yep. So awesome. those are awesome. We have, we have a parents night out tomorrow night, actually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and that's in North Carolina where you guys are from, and you're here in Tampa right now. We're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's also the sign of a program versus just being able to, to offer classes is that when you have a program, you build your student base, you increase your revenue, it allows you to offer other opportunities and careers to other people so that you can buy back your time and, and focus on the things that CEOs and founders should really be right. focusing on. And you guys teach if you want to teach, right? But you don't have to teach. Yeah, we teach a couple. I We each teach a couple of nights a week. We're not there Monday through Saturday teaching classes now. Yeah. I think one thing that's really important, and we've sort of alluded to this, but when you think about classes versus programs is 
programs allow you to give a kid or an adult, if you have those uh, programs for adults, is, is something to look forward to, something to strive to, something to, if you're just in a class that we just train all the time, you know, eventually you're going to get burned out, you're going to get bored. Uh, There's heard, nothing to look forward to. Right. Yeah. And, and then, so we, we have programs built and set in a way that there's other rewards that they get to move up to the elite. Well, it's nice when a when a when a kid or a parent's like, "How do we get a blue geek?" Yes. <laughs> How do we get that black? Can I buy that? <laughs> no. <laughs> sure can. Awesome. So let's let's kind of go into the the third mistake, and I think this is just so common because nobody's showed school owners a better way to do it. And it's not having a structured testing procedure for your kids' programs. Um, I remember when I got my blue belt, I was training at a Gracie Baja school. I had just competed at a tournament and I was a white belt at the time and I had actually beat a blue belt. And I showed up to class a couple of days later. I'm sitting there stretching and my instructor just walked by me and literally threw a blue belt at me and said, good job, you earned it. Now, I'm coming from a Taekwondo background where you've got to have a certain amount of classes logged. You have to do a pre-test. You have to you know, go to the graduation ceremony. There's this whole to-do in order to earn belts. And I, I was just shocked. I mean, it was one of the most proud moments in, in my life, but it was not structured. It was not organized. And at the time, I was 16, so I'm a little bit older. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't a child, but... Children need that structure and that organization, and oftentimes instructors will say, oh, you know, I just know when they're ready. Well, that's not structured in any way that you could eventually pass the baton to somebody else and say, yeah, just whenever you get that gut feeling they should get a stripe, you should give them a stripe, yeah. right? And I, I think that the best kids' BJJ programs take a systematic and structured approach to testing, and that doesn't mean that you're giving out belts and stripes that aren't earned, right? It is a testing procedure, but there is one that needs to be in place that is consistent, that it's something the kids know that is coming up, that it's something that you can educate the parents, right? Like as a parent, if I'm paying for my child to go to this program, I want to know how can they progress? How can they accelerate? Right. And it should be consistent in order to keep the kids coming back for more. And when I first started the, the kids' BJJ program at my instructor school, there were four belts back then. It was white, yellow, orange, and green. That's it. Four of them. And I'm like, okay, so if this kid starts with me when he's five, he can't go to the adult ranks and, you know, until he's a teenager, 16. So I'm going to give him a belt every two to three years. Right, right. That's terrible for, you know, retention. Business, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we've built into the Kids BJJ Made Easy platform is a structured testing procedure that no matter how many belts you have in your, you know, belt ranking system, some people use the IBJJF belt ranking system. Uh, I know we use something slightly different because we have specific belts based off of their age groups. I think that's important. The way that I assess a four-year-old is different than the way that I assess a 14-year-old. I know you guys use a, a different belt ranking system as well. And on top of the IBJJF, there are people that are using the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu belt ranking system. Like no matter what belt ranking system you are using, you can implement this structured testing procedure that we have on the platform that will ultimately help your students get better because if they know, hey, I got a test coming up at the end of this month and I'm going to be required to showcase these techniques, they're going to prepare for that. 
right? There's a common expression. We even tell it to the adults. Um, people don't care about what you uh, expect. It's what you inspect. Yes. So as soon as they know there's a test coming up, they're making sure that even they, adults are like, oh, they're stressing about it. <laughs> we, you know, we've actually taken it a step further. Uh, we have an app and adults and kids alike, they can go in and they can look at the technique for the month and, you know, kind of a review from home or do whatever, you know. And we've had even adults come in and be like, I was studying, I was studying, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the good things that came out of COVID for a lot of schools is they realize they should be recording their curriculum. And it's such a value add to be able to provide that yep. to your students and let them know, hey, if you miss a class, you still have access to the curriculum, you know, videos. So those are the three mistakes. Number one, they, you know, most schools and instructors forget that the client is not just the kid. It's also the parent, right? right? Second mistake is just offering classes and not offering a comprehensive program. Mm -hmm. And then the third mistake is not offering, you know, a, a structured testing procedure. So guys, I absolutely love talking about jujitsu, specifically kids jujitsu with you. And, um, I think that's it. Anything else to add? That's pretty much it. It was awesome. All right. And if you want to find out more about the concepts that we're talking about, you can check out the Kids BJJ Made Easy course and online platform.